What's going on, y'all? I'm AC the God. I'm Tamira B. And we are in the cut, man. We, we out back. here. Episode 9. We almost at 10. I think we should do something special for 10. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what's funny, but I'm laughing. But episode 9, we out here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Definitely grateful to be here. We alive. We breathing. Yeah, we are. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for everybody that's <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you to everybody that is listening. Yeah, shout out to our consistent um, listeners, people who tune in, show love on social media. I want to do something special for our listeners. Word. Y'all really got us at a point where we're about to take on sponsors. Yeah. Like, we got, list- yeah, we got, we got enough it. consistent listeners to where we're about to start taking on sponsors. And that's just a part of our uh, In The Cut um, ventures we got for 2020. Word. Lined up. Got a couple people that's reaching out to us. So, I gotta to have my Apple Watch on. I got mine on. I feel what like you it need? lives with me, inside of me. That is our microchip. I live inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. All right. Relax. No, you gotta relax. You, me? No, you gotta relax. All you right. came out here tripping. I feel bugging. like iPhones, phones in general, smartphones, when phones became smart, they became our microchips. What in the world knows you best before anybody or anything? Your so, if it's not a phone, smartphone, is it a dumb phone? It's a, um, a standard phone. So it's not dumb? It's not dumb. It can still call and text. But can it reach the internet? It can go on the internet. I remember and having yeah, a music yeah, phone going on the internet. I had a Nokia phone. I definitely was loading it. I would put on like porn and shit. <gasps> <laughs> I mean, you got to be real. I'll be on MySpace. Yeah, MySpace was on there too. That's like before they had the phone. apps. Anybody, shout out to everybody, all my friends and family who remember my prepaid days. I made sure anytime I got a car, like, Do you remember going to the driving. corner store and getting minutes? All the time. <laughs> I don't care who's driving. I'm like, yo, I need to stop to get minutes. I have minutes stacked up. I yo. never ran out of minutes. You can yeah, reach nah. me anytime. <laughs> nah, listen. At the time, I ain't going front. My mom worked at T-Mobile. Oh, I love it. So we would get the, like, free scoop that he do. Uh-huh. But we would have to go to the corner store right there on 13th. Right there on 13th get in between Hamilton and London. 200 a minute. Yeah, get the 200 minutes. <laughs> That's when life was good. For real, niggas ain't had to worry about face shit. Face to face with people and interacting. I feel mm-hmm. like our phones because honestly, took we us away. yeah, we ain't need the phone that much back then. Mm-hmm. It was just like, yo, meet me here. Right. It was like landline. a pager. It was yeah. kind of like a pager. Oh my god, you know what's so crazy? I was thinking about the other day. It's so sad to say, and I'm not even trying to say this, but this, there's some people who passed away who never who never seen past a pager. Or imagine just mm-hmm. you know, like imagine people in jail. Them coming out to all this weird shit. People who've been locked up. You know who? You know who I fuck with heavy is Wallow. I be watching their podcasts and shit. Oh my god! Like how he, like how he was saying, like he ain't really know what's going on. Like he would ask people. He said he was getting sent books. Nah, he actually had a phone in the. Like after a while, he had a phone in the cell. A burner. And (laughs) that's what they say on power. A burner. It's a burner. I know, but they say burner. Burner. That's how they say. Burner. A burner. Go ahead. But yeah, he had that shit in there and. Like, he was able to see it. But a lot of people don't get that chance, and they don't know what's nope, going on on the outside. Nope. Like, what's really changing Imagine the going world. to jail in 93, you getting out in 2020, and you see a fucking phone that's taking pictures and doing all these things. You see all these new grocery stores. People going to get an iPhone and start doing shit that niggas was doing back in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> that's, gonna, that's exactly what's going to happen. The way you carry it. <laughs> But listen, the internet is like 25, 26 years old right now. <laughs> Very mature. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. It grown, the internet it is a grown-ass man right now. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going front. The internet no, is paying bills. <laughs> the internet is controlling the world. Yeah, and think about that. How we're living in it and we don't understand. Because we don't look at it and be like, oh, wow, that's crazy. It's because we're living in it. Yeah, and we can't that, live without it because we're, we're living in it. Like, exactly we like it. we don't notice what's going on but because we're living in it but if we picture ourselves and look back like yo we really did like 10 years ago there was no instagram no literally 10 i think instagram was like 2012 2013 there was no instagram think about even three years four years before that there was no facebook or even the there was facebook that started it all myspace you agree with that myspace okay. i had the most littest Fucking, in my opinion, and I had fucking Chad Ocho Cinco on my background with fucking fallen matrix letters coming down oh, with my song, I'm a Flirt. That's a- 
That sounds cool. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That would sound like a cool page. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? I wasn't like nobody fucked with it, but I fucked with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I fucked it, with it. It allowed you to be creative. You know how hard it was on MySpace to code your shit out? You had to be mad be so creative on me on MySpace. Yeah. I agree. But yeah. So we're in twenty twenty. We're fucking almost in February already, believe it or not. Right. What do you think, and you and the average listener, mm-hmm. can you say, have you got done this year? We're almost fucking in February, and what the fuck did we get done this year? I can tell you what I got done, but what the fuck did we get done this year? Um, it's almost February, people. What the fuck are we doing? I got, I'm, um, I could say that I'm getting a stomach virus out the way. That's the way to start. <laughs> like, I mean, at least I'm not going to have a leader. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird, but I'm, I'm with you. What okay. are you saying? Um. The other things I don't want to, like, you know, expose. Yeah, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you said, what do we get done this year? Yeah, what do we get done? I'm not talking about, like, personal sicknesses. Like, what do oh, we... Like, what sorry. did... It's almost February. What the fuck did we get done? I'll start. What I got done is I'm at a point where I got a consistent pile of content to where I can release I and be able content. to start pouring and still work on more content at the same time. In the last two weeks since I came home from Miami, I've been on the computer every day after work. Making I get beats, I get boy. three hours after work trying to figure out, because I work 10 hours, you got to think about the commute, so it's like 12 hours of my day gone to somebody else right. for their money. Right. And then I got to come their home. freedom. And also still try to have rest for myself. So basically, I got like three hours. Because then I got to go to the gym. So boom, two, three hours at the most of me learning more. So boom, I'm here trying like to make that. beats. I'm here writing because now I'm back in. I'm inspired again. I'm writing again. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't wrote in the last two months. And I'm going to be real. I haven't la- I ain't wrote in the last two months. Because I've been so focused on trying to... Um, learn how to fucking record and mix and master and fucking now right after that I'm trying to make beats I'm trying to I'm trying to test my because you could do anything and this is what I my my last testimony with all that shit I want to show people that you can do whatever you want and I feel like I can do anything so at this point I'm doing all these things and and I feel like that's what I've been at in, in 2020 so far okay okay <laughs> okay <laughs> okay that's good that's good. So I the new the craziest thing that how do I put this in words? How do I stroll along in twenty twenty's been for you. Okay. Twenty twenty <laughs> for me has my mind changed, my vision changed. I think I came in like a fucking wrecking ball. <laughs> but I'm not wrecked, but you know how they come in mad fast. Who is that? Miley Cyrus that came in That's, like a wrecking no, ball? No, a wrecking ball is actually a real thing though. No, but like, who came in like a wrecking ball? That was Miley? That was her song. Okay, she came in like a wrecking ball. But like, you know how a bulldozer, like you just come in strong mentally, Mm. working out constantly, recording music. Like, I can honestly say I was doing a lot of that in 2019 too, though. Since we got our shit, like, it's so nice. For sure. It's so nice to have access to making fucking music. And it's been like more of you. I took the back seat and told you like, yo, we got to push you because I want to learn more engineering and I want you to start writing more. You have a good skill in writing, Thank so we you. trying to both push each other in that way. But for that, um, for that whole twenty twenty shit, I mean, I feel like we in a good <laughs> direction. You know, <laughs> yo, it's my brother's birthday today. I'm type lit. I ain't going front. This nigga, this nigga kept giving me shots, and I'm. Just don't mind me this whole episode. Just rock so, with us. So, a documentary on um, Netflix just came out. I think one of the most striking and shocking um, Netflix documentaries I've seen in a, a couple years, actually. Nah, 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 nah. Since uh, When They See Us. That was a good one. But um, the Aaron Hernandez documentary. Mm-hmm. I had this man's... Um, like, his story all wrong. I thought something... I, th- I remembered this story, but... Um, I didn't know how deep it was, pretty much. Yeah, I remember it happening, and I remember it um, from my remembrance is that it was a triple homicide. From my point of view, I thought he killed three people at the same time. Boop, boop, boop. Wow. But after watching his documentary on the Netflix joint, there's another one. Do you think it's one. informative or just saturated with fake shit? 
it's informative and saturated. I feel like they try to push the gay narrative a lot and that shit. And I feel like that wasn't much of a um I feel like that wasn't much of a topic. They should have I feel like they made that the main topic is that he was a football player and was also like homosexual. Yeah, I don't know why they felt like they had to tell that part. I think that was, but maybe, hey, maybe that was a big thing, a part of the story. I don't know. It made sense in the story they were telling when they were saying, because that could make a man be like, okay, I'm not going to, I want to hide all of this. So hiding, hiding all this, this, this gay and and all these things that I feel, this gay rage, yeah, I'm going to hide that. (laughs) Stop, just (laughs) I'ma hide that and I'ma be masculine. So he wanted to be over masculine and be tough all the time. You know So it sounded good and looked good, but there was research showing that the the quarterback that was talking in that in that documentary that mm-hmm. wasn't even like the quarterback for him. He was like listed as a running back linebacker. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even like quarterback. He played quarterback he two messy. snaps in the whole joint. You know what broke me about the documentary is when he was talking to his mom saying, like, you're going to die not knowing who your son is. Mm-hmm. Like, when he was like, I like, should be able to talk to you. Like, it's not like a, a kid really crying. Like, please just try to understand me. That broke my heart. Like, this man is a normal person you can meet anywhere. If you're from Tri-State, you know, you can meet somebody like him. I was like, damn, I didn't know how, like, hood he was, first of all. I didn't know anything about his personality. But I think he really did have a brain injury. Like, that really affected him. And some traumatic events that followed that his mom being with somebody else, allegedly, in the documentary, that's what they said. The cousin's husband. Think Dan. Yeah, like, that it was a lot. A, a, a child. It was a lot to deal with. And, I mean, coming from the point where they try to make it like, okay, he was gay and that's, he was just trying to hide. I feel like it was more than that because he lost his father. His mom straight went to a whole another man that family was connected member. to his family. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? And he feels like he can't talk to nobody. It's like he needed somebody. He had a lot to let out. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. I mean, he did have a, it is a fact, he did have a severe brain injury. So you as a former football player, mm-hmm. I know you could still get on the field and fucking wild out, but you as a former football player... Did your head, like, I don't, you know, I don't know nothing about football, but did your head get knocked around a lot? Of course, yeah. That's crazy, I had, yo. That's honestly, a crazy risk. This is, a, this is, like, the first time I'm going to say it. It's, like, I had a concussion but didn't say it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was playing not knowing what I was doing, and I was in a game where I was playing in um, against a team, Central Catholic. They were, like, the biggest team that year. And mm-hmm. my coach had me playing running back. I was, like, fucking 175 running against people that were fucking 255, like, real, like, people just hit me, boom, boom, boom. Ugh. I was also playing wide receiver, getting smacked. Like, that game, I you got injured from a from a back injury, from a back spasms. I got taken out the game. I had a concussion, but I didn't want to tell no. Like, now me seeing it, I had a concussion. But I didn't want to say nothing because they would have taken me out for the next game. Oh, and that was my senior year. I didn't want to be taken out for that. But that's crazy. It is like like that. Like when you love something so much, you don't want to be taken away from it. So it's like you don't if you have something going wrong with you, you like nothing's wrong with me. I feel I'm good enough to physically move. But years later, you don't know that that shit is really fucking up your mental. And um, it was a phone conversation that Aaron had with somebody. He said they were just injecting him with some sort of medication that numbs Mm -hmm. everything while they're playing. And the NFL, I think. My me personally, I think they still do that to NFL players because that's the money. owner knows that's too much that money. that's their money. Yes. You spent what a, over a million dollars for this player to play for you. Give him that shot. Put him in the game. He won't feel it till five years later, ten years later, Damn. and and that's good. But but all that happening is not why he did or did not kill any of these people. I mean, if it was the people he was around that was killing these people, or if he killed them people, that are decisions he made to be around them people. If he did it, that was a decision he made to do that. Based off like what you've learned a few years ago when you heard about it in this Netflix series, do you feel like he killed those people? 
I feel like he may have been a part of one of those. So the two people that got killed in the car and then it's the like one person. Did he kill per- any of them? Yes or no? I feel like he he could have. Okay, I'll start. I'll I'll just do this first. Because I, feel I don't like want to come out and at say least like, one one out of the two or two out of the two murders. I mean, this like I'm sorry, three people end up were killed, but I think he committed one or all. I think one. he did the the Odom Lloyd joint. Odom Lloyd. One hundred percent. That's the one I think. I he think. Did 100%. I think that happened. Why sure. do you what? Like, what did they say was the motive? The first the, hold both on, of them are going. not to cut you off, but the it's first okay. one with the two people in the car. Yeah, I feel like it was the other dude because the other dude, he reminded me of Dre from Power. When he was on really? that stand. Right, yeah. he starts singing like that. And how he was talking and moving, I was like, that's Dre. That's yeah. Dre from Power, for so, sure. So, but, so they, because I, I didn't get to watch an area in between, but Aaron, they said he shot that dude in the He head? shot, which one? The the Dre dude, the, uh, the yeah. lazy eye <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they said that Aaron shot him. Well, he said, the dude said that Aaron shot him, and he ended up staying alive. But what Aaron said was the dude went out and was doing a drug deal, and it was a drug deal going bad, and they shot him. Boom. But the th- the same thing is that Aaron still left him. What was he charged with? What was who charged with? Aaron. What was his full like legal charges? He was charged. Is he in phone? What was uh? What, hold on. What were you saying? I'm sorry. It's okay. His legal charges. Hold on, let me look it up. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to know, like, like what was he, what was he clear for? Like, I want to know, did he get clear for? Well, he took it all away. But I also like noticed, I like had to do like my own personal research, and they actually had. To oh, he was. Suicide. Yeah, he was charged with first degree murder. Oh, rude! I was just talking. Yeah, he was charged because you asked me a question. I just looked at my phone and I see it. He was charged with first degree murder, one count of carrying a firearm without a license. Two counts of possessing a charge, uh, two counts of possessing a large capacity firearm, and two counts of possessing a firearm without a firearm identification card. The first degree murder charge required a mandatory sentence of life in prison without possible parole. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you asked me a question, so I had to answer it. But go ahead. Damn, that's a lot of charges with weapons. Mm-hmm. And the other two dudes um, that he was with, they got like five to seven years just for being accessory to murder. But it's just a weird case on, like, you don't know who it could have been because they were, all their DNA was at the fucking site. All their footprints were at the site. All this shit, like... It could have been anybody, but they would pin it on the person with the most money. They would pin it on the person with most to lose. They would pin it on a person that could be a story for kids like, don't do this or you'll end up like Aaron Hernandez. Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah. But who, um, yeah, that was a crazy story. Yeah, that. That documentary, I heard there's a better one on um, Hulu that we should probably watch as well. But this one was definitely a a topic that that needed to be touched because his brain, they said, was the size of an 80-year-old dementia patient, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it's like you can never know. Like, I don't want to sit there and say, like, that's why he killed people. Like, but it's like fucked up that... He, he did turn to that lifestyle because it wasn't even because of the, the brain injuries. because what he went through with his family. Like, people really... Like, things yeah, can affect you to start I doing things, though. I definitely hear that, but it's also, like, we all have choices. Right, and exa- and that's why I can't vouch for it. Like, mm-hmm. how how he moved, I can't sit there and stand with him. Yeah. Like, because... You can understand I can understand, it like, it is sad and everything you went through and the brain injuries and all that, but I'm not going to sit there and say... You're cool, like that's like you slide, like you don't get a slide. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna vouch for that. Like you still did wrong with murdering people that didn't need to get murdered, mm-hmm. and you had enough money where you ain't even had to act like that. You ain't even had to be around people like that. So it's like it's choices, 
And I mean, no, regardless of the brain injury, you still have a choice on who you need to be around. Stop Speaking trying to of, be a thug when you got money. Yeah. Speaking of like brain injury and like and like um just some weird shit what you was just saying is how you feel about that new Eminem project? <laughs> we got what? How we go straight how we jump straight to that? Because I just feel like I don't want to keep talking about this story because I just feel like um it's just, I don't know. I just don't want to yeah, talk Yeah, it about is it. A, a very, like... I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. I don't want to say biased because we, he can't speak up for himself. Maybe that's what it is. They also were, like, talking so bad about his private choices in life. Like, what... what why weren't they say? Well, they was Regardless, everything he did, all the evidence, everything matched up to what he did. He was there. Even if he, even if he wasn't there, he was with the people that were there. He chose to be there. Like, it really is him, but I don't like how they push the gay narrative on the, the Netflix shit. I really don't like yeah, that's how, I don't how they try to say, well, he was gay, so... But, like, that was, that was like, corny to me. And for the evidence not to match up about who the dude saying he was and really wasn't who he was, the quarterback for his high school team, like, that was, like, that was weird. I wish they would have made it more real than that, but... But let's get into uh, the music that's going on this year, 2020. Um, we had my my boy, um, I'm sorry, we had my boy Roddy Rich. He was, he slid in this shit with an album that been killing this shit. Actually, he got the song, The Box. That shit is going crazy on TikTok. Everybody uses that shit on their TikTok. And that shit, that re- like that shit is going ridiculous mm-hmm. and he got the shit with DJ Mustard the balling joint that shit is double platinum so leading from that it was just a good run for him to get into that and then drop his project on top of that boom then that the box joint going crazy on TikTok boom his shit is gold like he's doing really good for himself right now like that project is really going crazy we had um a lot of people drop though this year that was um Eminem Mac Miller, God Bless the Dead. Um, uh, we also had um, Revenge of the Dreamers, Director's Cut drop. Uh, we also had Mad Lib and them, they dropped. But I feel like that wasn't, up, that wasn't as big as the other projects that dropped. But um, we did take a listen to Eminem's project, which I feel like was fucking the best shit he dropped. Mm-hmm. He agree. had Kamikaze, and then he also had um, fucking Revival before that. And I feel like this was better than both of them shits. Like, he blew it out the water. I feel like he sat back and listened to what's going on in hip-hop. Like, because I feel like Eminem is the type of rapper that's like, he's like the OG of this shit. And he's like, ah, oh, rap is here forever. I want to, like, the old man of rap, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel like on this shit, he sat back and listened and was like, okay. I get it, and I feel like that's what he brought to us this joint. What do you feel when you when we listen to it? How do you feel about this the Eminem I project? I feel like it was, uh, was a music perfect, to be murdered by. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I feel like it was a perfect ten. Everything I heard, even the songs of him pouring out his hate for his stepdad, I thought that was pretty creative. Yeah. I thought it was very, very, very creative. I heard a lot of, for some reason, maybe. I don't know. I heard some Kanye in it. Like I just heard a symphony mm. out of some songs. He had very good songs on there. So I like the craft. I like the ad-libs, the sound effects. I like the wordplay, the, the like very, very fast flow. Like, my God, that that's legendary. So I thought it was legendary. Yeah, the, the stepdad shit I related to with 100%. Mm-hmm. And it's like I know a lot of people out there also related to it because a lot of people ain't had a dad. Then their mom had a boyfriend and, and shit. But, like, I fucked with the young M.A. shit. That she's shit was so hard. He, she got she, bars. Yeah. She got fucking bars. <laughs> Not balls, you freak. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was like, nah, she's very talented. That's a talented, talented person right there. Right? Yeah, she got bars. Like she just flows. She just real. Just and then when Eminem came on that shit and just started wailing. Yeah. But then they also had the um, that was called um. 
But yeah, the Young M.A. shit, and then they have the You Gonna Learn with Royce the Five Nine. Like, that shit was hard. They had the Ya Ya shit, like... Yeah, that was he, dope. He would, he, this was really a full-on project to where I could sit there and I listen. Like, I have, honestly, like, five songs from that joint saved on... Because it did start to get dark towards the end. Yeah, yeah, To that. where it's like, shit, I can't listen to every day. But I feel it, you know? On the first listen, I feel it. Like, maybe as I, as I keep listening, I'll gradually be brought in by it. But um, the other shit that he had with Ed Sheeran, that shit was dope. It was like it, Ed Sheeran kind of me, kind of reminded me of like Chris Brown on that joint. Wow, I remember you start playing it, but then I was like stretching, so like I kind of tuned it out. Yeah, it was it was it. a dope track. He also had a Caribbean joint on there, which was like okay. He, yeah, he um he tried to he's trying to hit these lanes, but it was an altogether good project. Um, he also had another joint on there with Anderson Pack. That's it, and the and the matter of fact, no. I'm I'm gonna the shit with fucking um Juice World. Oh yeah, that was how a good he went song. crazy at the end of that shit. Yeah. The, the, yeah that shit was song. fucking wild. Like that shit, I was like, yeah, that's M. Like one hundred percent. That was the 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 rap god shit. He still got it, yeah. Like that, yeah. He Legendary. went crazy on that shit. So, uh, music to be murdered by is definitely a great album, and. Definitely a good comeback album for Eminem to to sit back on that top tier of, of artists, of rappers, when we talk about rappers. All right. So what did you think about the Mac Miller uh, Mac Miller <laughs> Project. The album? Circles. Circles. Um, Let me answer it first. Go ahead, we just go talked ahead, about Eminem the whole time. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so immediately I heard somebody that's detached from re- their reality, sadness, dragging... Like, it's like, I heard someone so, I feel like his soul's just been dragging day by day, like, sadness. And I couldn't connect to it because I feel like that was something personal for him when he created it. Mm-hmm. He, that was a personal creation, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, there was just so much sadness, but then it was like, I'm gonna be okay again, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, it was just... It was very sad. It was a sad project. It's something that I can't listen to day to day. It's something that I probably won't listen to again. There's three songs honorable. on there that I fuck with. Yeah. But... As a as a musical project, and I'm not gonna sit there and have sympathy for him. When we're talking about like as it being a great project, yeah, I'm not gonna sit there and be like, okay, because he passed away, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna judge it as a as how I felt about the project. It was very, I, when I was listening to it, I know that he passed away, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna listen to it that way. And I'm hearing him talk about these things. I'm like, yo, he was really like. Fucked up mentally. Yeah. Like, he was really down low, depressed, and and that's what I got from it. This whole project, even the sound, the production, was dark and and, and depressive. Yeah, that was his face. Yeah, he was, like, singing most of the time. Like... I wasn't singing. I feel like it's something I won't listen to again, but there's a couple songs on there that I do fuck with. Well, he did. Didn't he go, like, he hit the top of the charts? The Apple charts? Yeah, he was number one on the Apple charts, That's but nice. again, if he was alive, I feel like that wouldn't have happened. Right. But there's three songs on there I fuck with, Blue World, Good News, and Hands. Them three, they was dope, but the rest of the album was kind of like it was dragging, and it was, it was a personal project, yeah, like like J. Him. Cole's For Your Eyes Only. Yeah. I feel like it was like one of those type of albums where it's like... I got to get artist. this off. Yeah, exactly. It's a picture. Do. You still got to paint the picture no of like... No matter what. Like, but honestly, Kendrick Lamar did that yeah. with, um, fuck, damn, why am I not remembering this project? With the fucking, fuck, hold on, let me look it up, because now I'm tight. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I was drinking a little bit today. But with that project, Kendrick did the same thing, but that shit was fire, the whole shit was fire. Like, the whole album... For um, for to pimp a butterfly, mm-hmm. to pimp a butterfly, the whole shit was fire. That was like a personal joint, and he made it for like uh black empowerment. That whole shit was fire though. But I feel like for for Mac Miller, I feel like it just dragged a lot. It was very depressing, yeah. and it's something that I can't listen to day to day. So I feel like it didn't deserve number one, but it did get that because it was an honorable he, project. It was for him. honorable. 
and people got to see the inside of his mind with that project where on was. where he yeah. was when he did enter that state of mind on the last days, the last year of his life to where it did lead up to that. But if we would say emotionally, that was a really great project. Like how, how we didn't like the Joker movie. Yeah. I feel like that was Mac Miller's project. Like I won't watch it again. Like that's how it but was. It was emotional like, like the Joker that. Joker was about mental it, people ignoring exactly. mental illness. And look what happens. Exactly. Yeah. So the Joker movie, I, I feel like I would compare it to Circles, Mac Miller, mm-hmm. because that was the same shit. Like it was slow. It was dark. It was depressing. But it was how somebody feel internally, and how a lot of people don't like to say how they feel. You know what I'm saying? Because you know people be depressed. I be depressed. People be down. And it's like, you don't want to talk about these things because it's like, who cares? Nobody really cares until you're gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But God bless the dev for them to even put that project together for it to flow like that. It was it was a good project to understand Mac Miller's mind. Yeah. I agree. Now, I know this isn't like, um, like music, music-wise, but, you know, the queen of today's music, Beyonce, just dropped Ivy Park. Mm. Today? No, like to like today, like now, like our. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, she just dropped her Ivy Park collection. She's been flaunting it and kind of like hinting she's dropping a clothing line for like a few years now, but it's dropped with Adidas and. It's with Adidas. Yes. Oh wow! The they clothes know are shit. so dope. It's sold out within the first. I want to say twenty four to forty eight hours because the clothes are pretty pricey. But her marketing strategy for these clothes, she sent a orange, a huge orange box, a closet, a big as big as a closet, full of everything in her collection to like, uh, Reese Witherspoon, um, a whole bunch of actresses, Kiki Palmer, Sierra, like just so many people and. That's amazing. I don't know. Wow, I, I didn't just know love. She did that. And she's like, I don't know. She's just exposing more and more of her creativity and her personality all at once. She's such a private person. Now she's slowly coming out and showing her personality and how more creative she can be. She has so much stamina in the industry. And I could talk about this for hours. So I just wanted to give Beyonce a shout out for once again just starting 2020 so strong and showing us, you know, the legacy you're leaving behind. Or that's, that's dope. Yeah, Jackson, I didn't know. Sure. I didn't know she was doing all that. That's dope. That's definitely dope. Shout out Beyonce, Ivy Park, that is sold out. I didn't know that shit. I know she was doing you it. And what about anything. her marketing scheme, like that she was telling me? I just said it. What? Well, the listeners heard it. <laughs> I'm not gonna repeat it, but yeah. So yeah, that's what's up. I mean. We also do have um, the baby in here having a great run, had a great project. He's making a lot of big hits, doing a lot of great things. And when those things happen, you know that the police do start to get involved. They do want to break you down, especially uh, when you're a rapper. They want to try to make rappers this standard of, of gangster and all this shit. And, um, they did, um, he did get arrested for a lot of things. Um, he did have a, a deal with a promoter that was for 30,000. And when he went there, he only received 20,000. So when he received the 20,000, he said, what the fuck was my other 10,000 at? So he told the promoters, like, I don't got it. So they took everything that the promoter had, which was $80 in cash an iPhone, and some other bullshit, which was like, didn't even add up to 10000 But it was the principle. So I can respect what he did, because honestly, it's like, what the f- I would have did the same shit. It's like, where's my 10000 at? Like, and I'm going to bring the same type of people with me to, to get that shit. Like, what do you mean I'm not going to get my extra 10000 You told me 30000 I only got 20000 Where's the 10000 I got other people on my team that that 10000 was supposed to go to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's not like the whole 30000 goes to the baby or any artist. Like, you also paying for other people's way. So now it's like, what the fuck is going on? What do you mean my extra 10000 ain't there? 
So of course, yeah, he got all that shit involved. He got everybody. He got his whole team in it. Um, he is counter suing. Um, he did put a a lengthy um post on Instagram about the whole situation, and um. So let me see here. We got this from USA Today. Um, they said the baby was in South Florida for a New Year's Eve performance at Miami Beach nightclub. And um, it said um, the Grammy-nominated rapper's Miami arrest comes just a week after he was arrested in North Carolina. The North Carolina shit, they try to say he was resisting arrest and all this oh, other I shit because they try to go into his whip and it was unlawfully. That, yeah. Like, they didn't even have a warrant to go into his car to get say he, oh, it smells like marijuana, all that shit. But anyway, so uh, they said the baby was charged with a narcotics violation hours after, you know, the toy drive and all that shit. They try to make it, you know, they try to put it in USA Today, say, or after the toy drive. Then he got to, like, that shit is corny. But then the police issued a citation, possession of marijuana, December 23rd. Um... So that shit happened to him. And then there was this whole situation at a hotel where a fan tried to get a picture with him. And they had the video uh, footage of it. And the baby had his daughter with him. And he's telling the, the dude, like, nah, like, no videos. Like, you're compromising my location right now. Like, if you take a video with me and post it, people going to know I'm here. My, like, my daughter is here. So he's like, nah. So he ends up seeing the dude recording him from, like, a distance away, so he said, "What the fuck? Like, what's what's going like, on?" What like, I just said. exactly. So he fuck? went to him, and the footage shows him like TMZ posted it. Footage shows him like pushing him into the wall, Nicely and the kid into, falls into the chair. Yeah, falls into the and chair, and he's telling there. him it's not like he hit him or anything. Yeah. Sound like what the fuck did I tell you? Like, yeah. don't be. I told I have my daughter, and now you putting it on your Snapchat. People know where the fuck I'm at, and my daughter's with me. It's not like I'm here dolo. If I was here dolo, cool. Even that is not even cool, but I would let it slide. But my daughter is here. Mm-hmm. Like, that's totally different. And it's like... So you agree with his, like, the way he... I agree with actions. any actions that the baby, they try to put on him. He didn't do it out of any wrong. It just seems unlawful because he's reacting to how he's getting played by the people and by these promoters and and by the police. He's getting played, like... So he's reacting how he's supposed to react, but it's it's unlawful in the eyes of 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 the law, I guess, because I would do the same shit. Like, there's no way you're gonna sit there and search my car without no warrant. There's no way I'm gonna tell you don't record me and I have my fucking daughter. First of all, if I have a fucking daughter, any kid, and I tell you not to record me, and you still record me, I'm gonna act that way. Any situation he's in, I respect it. Like, there's no reason people should be running up in it. Like, any of that shit. Like, that shit is retarded. And, and yeah, that's how I feel about that. How you feel about it? I feel like I don't, I wasn't there for none of the cases. So, if he got out and he don't got no charges against him, I feel like he did everything he had to do. That's how I feel. It's not about being a rapper. It's not about being violent. It's not about being black. He's protecting. And he knows his rights. And he has a great legal team. And if he's out walking, then he's doing what he had to do. But yeah. Okay. That's all we got for um, today. That was um, a good point of view. Um, so yeah. That is what we got for today. Um, I do want to ask you something, though. Mm. Let me ask you something. <sighs> Where would you be today if you would have never left Jersey? I really don't know because <laughs> I Think about Jersey. it. Think about the question before you answer. Okay, let me think, let me think. Where would I be today? Oh, my God. I going before you left Jersey. Think about what you were doing and the path you were headed on, and to where you're at now. If you wouldn't kid. have left, yeah. If you wouldn't have left Jersey, where do you think you would be at right now? College. You think you'd be in college? I had that's when I had my aunt Sherry really on my butt about my academics. Like mm-hmm. I had her for school supplies, tutoring, anything I needed. You know, 
And then I had to move away from her, and I started making my own choices. And I started smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying weed ruined my life. I definitely had to learn things. Oh, your life ain't ruined. You at all, really yeah. You're doing good things for yourself I think, right now. I think I'm a walking piece of success that comes from my family. But um, I don't know. I think I would be like, like a, a academically school systematic type girl. So after college, what do you think boring. you would have done? No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I can't imagine. I didn't. I don't remember my mindset or much in my life. Mm-hmm. That was like my Harrison Tower, Easton Avenue days. Oh my God! No, actually, I was bugging. No, nah, I don't know. I probably had kids. You probably have kids. Yeah. How many kids do you think you would have had? Two. Two kids. I don't then? know. I don't really? know. I'm not there. I'm here. <laughs> so I can't imagine. You have zero kids now. Mm-hmm. Do you think a kid is something that would stop somebody from reaching no. their success? Your kid could be the reason why you succeed. You can look at that baby for so much motivation and be like, nah, we doing this. You know, we got to do it. My baby about to live this life with What me. about you? Me? That's personal. <laughs> That's fine. You can ask me a personal question. Okay, okay. So... I don't know, because I'm not there. I don't have a kid. <laughs> like, if you did have a kid, would you feel like it would be like, damn, no, I, I got to take care of my kid. I got to like put learning music too on much. Hold. My baby going to learn with me. My baby going to work out with me. Like, I like I like learning too much. I cannot sit still. I I want my kid to have my, mom, my mindset, my momentum. Mm. If I can learn, if I was five years old and I couldn't learn everything that I learned at the, by the age of 15, you know, like, or when you're 15 and you learn about finances, I want to teach my kid shit at a young age and that means I gotta keep learning I gotta keep seeing they're gonna do it with me so what about you? what about me what? um do you feel like a kid would give you like momentum? or so you I down? feel like if I had a kid I would I feel like I would put more time into my kid I feel like my career kinda would slow down for like the first two years I can see that yeah because like with anybody, yeah, like I'm, I never expected. Like I said, I think I said on the last episode, or maybe this was a personal conversation we was having. Mm-hmm. When I said I didn't even think I would be here at this age, I would never even thought I had a kid. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. like with having a kid, I'll have to understand the kid. I have to understand how I'm gonna treat the kid. How, like I already know what I'm gonna do now because it's been long enough. So, so it's like I feel like a year or a two. Would we'll be like, okay, now I got to get back to my personal shit. I got a question. Uh-huh. Think about this. Do you feel like, because we just saw this Bad Boys movie. and for Bad Boys movie, was lit. Whoo, and we're talking about kids, you know? You know how it wrapped up. Um, as a father, do you feel like for some reason, what can, what can keep you away for you, from your kid? We're not talking about Bad Boys no more. Just in a scenario. What can keep you away from your kid for 15 or 20 years and you got to walk up to them and introduce yourself and you're their biological parent a selfish prideful baby mom that could be one thing that would that's the only thing that would stop me from yeah being in my kid's life yeah and what what can be um what can be certain things that a selfish uh what did you say prideful prideful baby mother what are some thing behavioral things that they do you feel like they do that you witness that you see that you know of is Blocking communication, making it seem like the dad is a bad person, but the baby mom makes it seem like the dad's a bad person because the dad didn't fuck with her. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, he ain't fuck with me. He don't fuck with us. When it's not like that. I agree. It's like a lot of a lot of girls that have, a lot of women that have kids with men should not feel like that just because y'all have a bad relationship that has anything to do with the kid. Yeah. And that's what a that's a lot of struck a lot of families that don't work is because either the father because it goes both wasn't ways. fulfilling the emotional needs of the mother right yeah and wanted to be in the child's life right but a lot of mothers make it seem like the man don't want to be there but in a lot of situations that I've been in with that I know people personally that have been through this the mother cuts ties from the man because uh, yeah. they're so emotional like damn well he ain't want to work things out with me and now it's like. Now the kid is in a weird spot because of like, damn, my dad don't fuck with me. But in reality, the mom didn't fuck with the dad 
to that's bring true, the yeah. dad around to the the dad want to see the kid. Yeah, I've witnessed shit like the that. The dad want to see the it's kid, sad. but the mother's like, "Oh well, I got a new man. Fuck you. You ain't uh uh uh." And you know what? The you um I've I've have. I've had and still have male friends I've seen and seen still going through this right now. Because, like, literally the male doesn't want the female in an emotional way, but will fight tooth and nail to see their kid. And the system will tell the father, nope. Or, you know, if she, if she's not coming to court, she's not coming to court. She's the mother. Mm-hmm. She has the right. And the system is set up for the woman to win all and the, the time. Fa- it's a broken home from the black male. It's like the Sorry. father is always cut off from seeing their kid. Because the woman feels threatened by the man, not saying physically threatened, but, but you don't threat- want me, you don't want us. It came exactly. From me. Yeah. It's like, oh, if you don't want me, you don't want us. It's like, no, I've like that man said. wants to be there for the kid, but you don't let him. There's you some- don't let him know where you at. You don't let him like he calls you on a birthday. The kid's like, damn, I wish my dad would have called me for my birthday. The dad called your mom five times trying to speak with you. That's so sad. It's really like people just got to understand it about them. vice versa, but that's something. Exactly. It goes both ways as well. Like, I'm not trying to make this about women. But that's your point point of view from the But yeah, from what every male I know was not a bad father. They just had bad baby mothers that made it seem like they were a bad father. And you know what? It's not just bad baby mothers. It's also very young baby mothers, too, who don't, don't have much going for themselves yet. You know, like literally under the age of 25. Having kids, you don't even know what you want to do for a career. You're probably still working, no offense, working in a warehouse, cashier, you know, like, there's nothing wrong with those jobs, but you never, like, you don't got the 401k yet. You don't got babysitting just in mm-hmm. case your job, you know, like, just weird what shit. What people got to understand is that when you have a kid, it ain't about your personal feelings no more. It's about what can I do to bring my kid up knowing the truth. Like, one thing that people do when they raise their kid is they they give, like, little lies. Like, it ain't a full-on lie, but it's like, what's that called? Like, a, a fucking halfway lie. I don't know the word, but it's like a halfway lie to these little niggas. Like, it's like, your dad wasn't there for you because of this. Your dad wasn't there. When it's like, what people, <laughs> women, men need to hold themselves re- accountable for for saying, like, I wasn't there because I didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is. Like, or your dad wasn't there because I didn't, I didn't like him. So I felt like we didn't like him. I feel like we, like, neither one of us can really speak on it because we don't No, and kids. I can because I know more people. I know at least seven people that are going through this. Yeah. That deal with this shit with a, either a baby mom or a baby dad. That is the problem. And it's like, we got to, people need to understand when you have a kid, it's about the child. Any personal beef you have with your, with your baby mom, baby, baby father is between y'all. That y'all beef has nothing to do with the kid. Let your kid be able to co-parent. Let your kid be able to be with your dad, be with the mother. Even if y'all, when there's a birthday party, y'all come together. The baby mom has her new man. The baby dad has his new girl. I and y'all come together say, and have a birthday party for the little kid. I just put myself in a... Put like a, a I had like a, not an epiphany, but a vision almost to say in my head. One thing as like a security alarm, I feel that like goes off in any woman's head. Because there's some women who really aren't difficult. You can have a girlfriend. You can do what you want. But please not get... Don't bring your my baby around your kid, uh, your new girlfriend. Because you don't know how that person treats kids while you feel like you can run out to the store real quick. Hey, can you watch you know, can you watch the baby mm-hmm. real quick? You just never know. Even if your baby like fall and bust her lip, it's like, damn shit, I, I really didn't do nothing. That's a security mode, you know, it's because I don't even know this person. Which is respectful, but at the yeah. same time, a woman will have a whole new man right there in the crib with her saying yeah. the same shit, like, oh, don't be around that bitch with my son, but at the Wait, same time, you in the crib with homie. Yeah. Like it's 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 Those just are the a difficult one. The main thing is that people need to understand it. We all need to understand as humans. If you have a, a kid and, and it don't work out between y'all, make sure it's about the kid, not about personal feelings. Make sure the kid is okay mentally because we're going to keep bring, raising kids that are fucked up. out of hate because that's what it is. If, you, if you're raising a kid out of you not liking your man, that's hate. Your kid's getting that energy. Oh, yeah. We need to start raising kids with love and saying, okay, you got to love your father. You got to love me as well as your mother. Like it, these things need to be about the kid, not about personal feelings against other, um, 
your personal relationship with the father, mother, etc. You know what I'm saying? Like vice versa, whatever. But I don't even know how we got on that topic, <laughs> but that's that's just some real shit. And um, I do want to let y'all know we do thank y'all. We episode fucking nine. Like, it's crazy. Like, I really appreciate everybody for listening. Everybody that's logged in with us on the, on the website, com. Y'all logged in on Spotify. We see y'all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We, we fuck really with do. y'all. We really do. We see it. We see what's going on, and we appreciate y'all. And we just going to keep moving. We're going to keep growing with y'all. And if there's anything, you know what I'm saying, that y'all y'all like to like bring to the bring to us with with conversation, y'all want to join the conversation, hit us up in a DM. You know what I'm saying? What's our social media? What's our Instagram? In the Cut 19. Why are you asking me? I'm just saying. Shout in the out, Cut bro. 19. I N T H A C U T 1 9, baby. Is there underscore in there? Ain't no underscores. It's simple. Wow. In the Cut. T H A 19. In the Cut 19. And that's it. You can hit us on the email. In the Cut 19. Yo, matter of fact, never mind. But, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We out here. Thank y'all for listening. Um,. I'm Samira B. That's <laughs> yeah, that's Samira B. She got a fire song out right now. What's it called, baby? Show love. Show Don't love. Don't call me baby. <laughs> Show love. You my baby. Don't call me baby. That's what it is. You. That's what it is. I right. cannot it's call you what you love. is. It's, it's called Show Love. It's available on all streaming platforms. It's on. It's and on all TikTok. That. It's on all that. Yeah. Everything. Oh, Shorty got money. She right. got money. <laughs> she got right. money. I'm Tamira B. No, hold on. She got oh. money. You know what I'm saying? Show Love is out right now. Yeah. We also have Fake Love that is, is um, a year anniversary right now. I got a video out. I thank you for everybody showing love to that as well. And we just out here making moves. You know what I'm saying? Thank you all to everybody in Tennessee that's fucking with us. Thank you everybody at home fucking with us. Shout out. Oh, my mom told me to shout her out. My fuck. Ty left. Listen. <laughs> My mom, listen, mom, shout out to you for listening. You know what I'm saying? Grandma, listening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was just on FaceTime with them before this. But thank y'all. Um, shout out to everybody that's rocking with us. It's my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Aaron. You know what I'm saying? And, and 2020 is going to be a great year. There's a lot of great things happening. Uh, I just hope that all the great things are happening for y'all. And right now, I'm just rambling. Ty always saying I'm rambling, but I don't give a fuck, man. Shout out to y'all. Y'all are fucking beautiful. Y'all are fucking great. Y'all going to succeed in 2020. Y'all going to succeed with us. Keep rocking with us, man. AC to God. Time, Mary B. And we are in the cup, man. Yeah, whoa.